Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This week in league, Dylan Brown changes his name to Dylan Belt after making it tough for a Hutchinson to breathe. Brown paper bags due in Parliament as the federal budget contains record-level funding for the NDIS to help concussed Roosters players. Brisbane nursing homes stock up on lube as its rumoured Uncle Wayne is coming back to Brisbane to hunt milk and fuck gilfs. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for Magic Round of the 2021 NRL season. All that more this week in League. Welcome to episode 398 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm getting better at those lines. Yeah, we didn't have anything like 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 completely diabolical no. for you no, to say this week. But that's okay. I feel like you've got to take, got to take half a step back to take a couple of steps forward next week. My proudest moment will be when you burst in on a Wednesday night and are like, Guys, guys, how about I say this? And it's just like some fucking horrible. <laughs> like the the, the, the <laughs> one the one you suggested tonight about like how funny is it that Adam Dewey's a Lebanese guy acting like he's rail <laughs> and bombing everyone. I thought that was fairly fucking. <laughs> that off. is a fucking I don't, lie. I, don't, I, don't think that, I was gonna say I don't think that news travels up the mountain. Like it's all about old mates, you know, tractor tipped over, and you know this guy's fucking cow ran away. And, yeah. yeah. This, Say Hamas up there, and they're like, "I dip fucking carrot sticks in that, eh?" <laughs> oh fuck! I put, I, I put that, I put that on a platter with some of that 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 fancy French pate stuff. <laughs> I hope you're not expecting me to defend this cousin fucking town. <laughs> Good. No, not at all. <laughs> How you going, fellas? Anyway, Great, thanks. You pumped? Looking forward to it. Well. I'm looking forward to seeing people yep. whose company I enjoy. I don't know that I'm looking forward to the game. <laughs> yes, well, how can you not True. be looking forward to the magical sight that will be Adam Dewey in the centres? And look, I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to fucking yeah, fire off all the ammo right now before we start talking about the games themselves. But like, I think it'd be the West Tigerish thing of all time. For them to actually fucking jag a win, though, <laughs> I mean that's that's the you know that's the actual outcome. Who, who even are you? <laughs> yeah. What? How how is winning anything the West Tigers thing? <laughs> well, that's that's what I mean. Like at the, when they, when they when they appear to when they appear to have built themselves like into the worst possible fucking corner ever, then they come out and actually do something for the fans that actually get. You know, I jag feel like a win we're somehow. living out an episode of Scooby Doo, and it, we're right at the end, and you're going to pull your mask off, and it's Simone under there who clearly doesn't fucking know a thing about rugby league or care. Just. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to yeah, say well, he pulls his mask off of you. <laughs> <laughs> Even I'm not going to say that. Her new, new favourite player. 
Well, her, her, her new favourite player, Menulog, is uh, what a segue into the news. Uh, Menulog is bringing their operations to Brisbane, apparently, with uh, Adam Reynolds, apparently, that he's uh, reportedly informed his teammates at the Rabbits that he'll be leaving the club at the end of the season to take up a deal with the Broncos. Um, also, in the reports that I've seen, is that he will reject a bigger money offer from Cronulla to instead uh, uproot everything and move north of the border and uh, just over $2 million for three seasons. Oof. The Sharks offered him 200000 more than that. Just over $2 million for three seasons. That puts it underneath Chad's deal with the Cowboys, does it not? Yeah. Uh, what Wasn't that- he like 2.4 over three or something? Did he? It was. 2.4 Something like that, yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, okay. I mean, in a competition that's paying like Ash Taylor like a fucking million dollars, I mean, Adam Reynolds is probably worth more than, yeah. you know, the 666 that he's, you know, to be charging Do on this deal. Do you feel like this is, a, this season, is the but... NRL era of um, similar to the NBA they went through some time ago where max contracts were a thing and everyone was on this massive race to give everyone max contracts and some absolute fucking stiffs got max deals that they would never have otherwise have fucking got. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's definitely tapered down these days where it's it's a lot more uh relative to people that deserve it in most cases. But the NRL now look, Ash Taylor mm. a million bucks a year, give me a fucking break. I think that was just like a reflex move by the Titans because they were so burned DCE. by cherry back flipping on them. Yep. You know what I mean? And now we got fucking I'm you know, not sure it was that. I think it was just that 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 was them putting their foot down to the Broncos, mm. because the story was going that he was back, going yeah. to go back to Brisbane. Remember, he played all his junior footy mm. there. Yeah, and I think that was the Titans starting to say that no, no, hang on, f- fuck off. This isn't a happy hunting ground for you mm. anymore. If you want to take our players, we're gonna make you pull out the checkbook. Yep, you know, it it may have inadvertently hurt them, but I I think that. That uh, I guess territorial move, mm. um, yeah, happened for reasons. Because there's there's probably what yeah. would there be twenty players in the comp that would you would say would be million dollar a year or more players? We actually spoke about this last year. We we ran a thing and about who was the most disappointing million dollar yeah. player. Uh, Milf came in at mm. number one. Um, was it last year or the year before? Because I remember DCE was up been, there. People wanted DCE to be up there, but it's but you you can't argue that Ash Taylor is by yeah. far fucking like. No, 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 no. But the reason was it, it wasn't saying that DCE is bad. It was just saying what return you're getting for a million bucks. And I just want to. I think it was the Trent Barrett season. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, got, yeah. May may have been. Yeah, anyway. Um, I was there. Okay, so in that case, I mean, well, history has then shown, of course, that Trent Barrett is clearly a fucking, uh, let's say they were paying Kyle, Kyle Flano a fucking million dollars <laughs> over at the doggies, but we'll get to that one. Um, but nothing's but yeah. signed yet. No movements. It's getting to the stage though, where it sounds like mm. it's done. Yeah, when it says he's informed yeah. his teammates. Yeah, and the other half of the story is that... Um, that the the sharks apparently have gotten tired of the the runaround and they've put a deadline on him to sign theirs tonight as we're speaking. 
So presumably, if he's telling his teammates he's going to the Broncos, then presumably he's mm. not signing that. Yeah. Although for the chaos, for the fucking sake of Fuck the chaos, I'm all for it though. Yeah. Or if he did sign, if he did just turn around and sign for the Sharks. So then the Sharks lose. The Sharks lose Chad. Yes. Which which still gives them a pair, a potential pairing of Moylan and yeah. SJ. Yep. Which, although not ideal, neither of them's a, a game managing organizational half. But you give them a better coach, and you know, as I presume Fitzgibbon will be. <laughs> yeah. And you don't, yeah, and, and who and who knows? I mean, it's, who, it's better than who's more likely. Would you say yeah, Moreland was more likely to take that role, so you don't nullify Johnson's running? You'd think so. Probably. Yeah. I don't know if Moylan's got the boot on him. Like he's he's got a, a great kicking game and and he did have an amazing short kicking game mm. when he was on. Yeah, but I don't think he's got that that gigantic boot on him to you know get you out of trouble and in shitty sets or things like that. But yeah, so then what's the other the other side of all these rumours? Is Milf going to Cronulla? Yeah, potentially, because that'd be fucking hilarious. Oh, it, it it would be hilarious, and then it would bring in the next era of who won the trade, <laughs> and like revitalize that that discussion. And let me tell you, if you're gonna if 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 you're used to try saying to people that we won the trade, etc. Cetera, etc., cetera, and then you want to try and justify this trade, you, your fucking work cut yeah. out for you. That's that's so the only way job. Cronulla could best thing for Milford best 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 thing for for Milford though in the world is yeah getting the fuck out of Brisbane. Yeah. And go, but again, it's the same. It's the same issue. So who do, who do the sharks let go to accommodate him in the halves? And either way, he's like he he does have a great long kicking game, but he's not an organising half. But he does have the long boot. Yeah, it's it. So um, look, I, I don't think Cronulla. Well, they're not going to trade anyone for him in this instance. No, no, no. But if you're talking about it with Reynolds, the only way if they get Milford that they could consider that they won that trade. Because technically, you could say it's a trade because they didn't get Reynolds. Yeah. Well, well no, I think the more the more winning the trade thing, I think it'll come in talks with the Cowboys. <laughs> they they traded, they got rid of Chad for Milford, and I think that's a much more winnable discussion. Still, even then, with because what, Milford and Chad are fucking same same today. Yeah, but with what they're going to have to pay him. Yeah. The only way that's different is if Chad has contracted some sort of. COVID, herpes, AIDS, super virus, and fucks each and every one of the players' wives of the Cowboys, then maybe the Sharks could consider that they'd won the trade if they hire Anthony Milford. <laughs> On play today in 2021, the contributions for both are, are, are almost identical except the fact that Milford doesn't get hooked because Kevy's a coward. Yeah. That's the, only, that's the only difference. And I mean, as a point of Hannah doesn't give a fuck because he's a caretaker coach. So he's like, oh, I could play. I'll lose a dressing room. I don't yeah. give a fuck. I'm not here next year anyway. Um, as a point of difference, I I don't think there's only one of them that's ever put a publicly misunderstood, perfectly legal hit on fucking strawberry <laughs> milkshake. <laughs> well, yeah, that was that was a career highlight, certainly more so than the grand final <laughs> in 2016. <laughs> Um, I was to see on the end of this signing news article here that the Roosters are, have reportedly locked in Sam Walker on a two-year deal worth around a million. Okay, and he'll be signing. He'll be signing that one at age eighteen. 
Better than Mac is drive through. A done, a done deal, they say. Yeah. Um, well, what else have we got here? Ironically, that's technically all you'd have to pay Anthony Milford <laughs> if the NRL wasn't involved. What about Milford getting. So, uh, what did you, have you, you guys. Milford Sorry, wanted go to go to Brisbane to be closer to his dad. It's he and his dad have yeah. falling out. Oh, yeah. Well, this is the thing. It hasn't worked out that great, has it? As it turns out, homesick Milford fucking plays like, you know, with, with a level of desperation mm. back when he was into Raiders. Could be, a, could be a resurgence. And now, yeah. That's it. Maybe maybe a lack of daddy's approval is what we need for him to be a player again. It's the yearning for Halo that makes him... I've makes him been sitting here fucking for tip. fucking several minutes That's trying to remember his old man's name. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Have you now? What do you know about this? Have you heard anything more about this Matt Lodge shit? Because remember, over the last couple of weeks, there's been these talks that the Bron- that he wants out of the Broncos, and there was the, some talk of a you know potential player swap happening down with uh, with Penrith, and he was going to land at Penrith in the in the very short term, like before, like this year before the June thirty. Um, but now I see a, a report saying that his management, Matt Lodge's management, have sounded out the Knights about a possibility of doing a player swap with uh, Clemmer. So, mm. so both of them are, are represented by the company formerly headed by disgraced, disbanded uh, manager Isaac Moses. And fuck that fucking yeah, Ricks. One of yeah, one of his relatives are handling the yeah. contract talks for these players. So apparently, he's in the background pulling the strings. Yeah, still, it fucking which is, reeks. Yeah, it fucking does. That there are, and and again, I know in in business. The one thing that puts people off more than almost any other is a good old fucking Phoenix company. Mm-hmm. You know, those ones where somebody runs a fucking company into the ground. Uh, like there's there's one uh, up here that is a well-known um, pre-cooked meal provider. You know, one of those internet ones where you get on and yeah, right. uh, order the food and you you know, they deliver it to your door. Not the cooking ones where they send you the ingredients. Yeah, so they're not like a HelloFresh situation. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, started off, they were, they were based down the coast and went under. Yeah. And owed a bunch of workers, a bunch of entitlements, the, you know, superannuation and da 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 da, da. No one saw a dime of it, and they just started another company again in Brisbane. Yeah, and it's gross. away they go. No, gross. No Our yeah, industry, you know, um, my industry is fucking bad for it. Bad for it. Civil construction yeah. is fucking so, chronic for it. it, it yeah, where it's fairly <laughs> easy to go under. And, and there are other fucking economic drivers for why that is that probably isn't yeah. the industry's fault. But we'll get in. We'll get into that on uh, this week in money and business. <laughs> Our follow-up podcast. We combine our two industry knowledges. Um, Just on Lodge, though, uh, um, I'll let you, Jay, speak to the Penrith side, but the the situation with Lodge that that grates on me is there's lifelines and then there's whatever the fuck Brisbane threw Matt Lodge at the time when they signed him to his contract, right? No, he had the mm-hmm. he had the, the the stink on him. No one wanted to touch him. The Broncos gave him a lifeline. Yep. It, it was only a season ago they were talking about making him fucking captain. Yep. And yep. you know that for all the 
for all the talk that you know there's no loyalty in rugby league, this is one situation where a guy should just keep his mouth shut and his head down and not make any noise about wanting out of the club. That I think is I think they want him out though. This is the thing. I think they want him out too. Less than twelve months after wanting like, to make it. Yeah, I heard look. he. I heard that they were they were shop. They were the ones doing the shopping to Penrith. Yeah, and the Roosters too, I think. And like the Clemmer situation, a player a player swap works out great because they're on similar money for similar years remaining on the contracts. The issue there is, I think David Clemmer has been instrumental in getting a bunch of players to mm, Newcastle. Yeah, you know, if, if everything you read, he was heavily involved in the uh, the frizzle. Yep. Recommendation. Uh, relocation. Yep. And to have... I, I surely can't see any club being that stupid to have somebody who who is that instrumental in building a culture and, and getting along. And I know no one's not ex- uh, unexpendable, but to do that so quickly... Yeah. Um, and Newcastle aren't in that position where they're far enough through their rebuild process to do that that fuck everyone else thing. Um, You know, fuck, I'm a Penrith fan. There have been some fucking terrible things that we've had to go through in terms of players leaving because we had to. Uh, Well-loved players, but um, yeah, the, the other side of this one is Darren Lockyer has come out and denied that they're looking at a player swap with Newcastle. Yeah. Mm. But he hasn't denied the penalty. So, and uh, Darren Lockyer also, <clears throat> yeah, Darren Lockyer came. Then Darren Lockyer also came out bleating about the fucking storm signing Xavier Coates. <laughs> that did make yeah, me hard. The poor Broncos play, players are fucking. Yeah, you know, it's 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 not right that you know the wooden spooners get their you know their best player, you know, arguably you know, poached by the the defending premiers. Um, what, what, what's the state of the competition that we're in now? Yeah, it's a free market, bitch. <laughs> I'd just exactly. like to state yeah. the obvious but- by saying that clearly the the, the club that um, the Panthers are at the moment, the, the rugby league football club aspect, clearly don't need Matt Lodge. But I'll tell you who needs Matt Lodge. Panthers World of Entertainment. On a Sunday morning at 3 a.m. in the car park, Matt Lodge could do some of his finest work. This, when was the last time you were in Penrith? Uh, 18 months ago. I could go to Penrith and I could film a TikTok and spin around and capture in that TikTok 30 car park <laughs> Matt Lodges. Are they all just saying to each other like that <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> meme, this is the night you die? That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the right I die. Yeah, this is you die. <laughs> so we, when you were we in die? that car park, were you like, the, one of the mat lodges as well, or you were just filming a TikTok randomly while people around you were going, "This is the night you die." <laughs> he was he was just walking around, just going nine nine like a German backpacker. No, I was wearing my fucking tan three quarter cardigan, so everyone was running up and asking for my autograph. 
and saying your fucking chin looks bigger on TV. If, you, if you've got the balls to wear that here, where's your chin? If Is you've it got actually the balls to wear what? that here? Clearly, you must play for the Panthers. You're, they're the only ones getting away with it. Yeah, fuck yeah. Do you have like the fedora as well? The what? The, the fucking he was wearing that hat as well. Like with the when he was wearing that fucking situation. No, he wasn't. Wasn't he wearing like a like a wide-brimmed hat as well? No. Like a fedora? Yeah. No, hats are, fir- sure. hats are firmly your domain. I'm sure, he, I'm, I'm sure he was wearing something like fucking, like some sort of fucking weird-ass fucking hat like someone like Pharrell would wear, you no. know what I mean? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <clears throat> All right. Uh so did you did you take in this uh, Flano Junior situation over the last couple of days? Read a bit about it. Didn't <sighs> didn't watch the press conference or the, the yeah the interview. I tell you, that's a young fellow under a lot under a lot of pressure at the moment, and I and I just and it's funny the way it's playing out in the media. Yeah, I think now some of the media people they're off trend, but some of them are still fucking well and truly on him. Um, like the way the story has been reported at first, I mean, he came out, it was his turn to do the media on Tuesday. So he comes out and has that tough, the, the, the tough interview when they, when they asked him about his dad and stuff Yep. and, um, and sort of, you know, had, had a moment there where he sort of had to collect himself and, um, and, you know, he had to talk about, you know, the fact that he got, he got, uh, hooked in, hooked in that game last weekend. Um, then almost immediately after, you know, the team list come out and he's, um, you know, he's mm. been dropped out of the 17. And so now you see the media reporting, like, it's funny, they sort of draw their sides and, you know, someone like, no, this is fucking terrible the way you treat this young guy, blah, 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 blah. But then you see uh, Richie come out today and he's like going, oh, no, he knew he wasn't playing, you know, like he wasn't supposed to do a pre- you know, press and it's like the Trent machine's gone, you know, back into fucking action again. And um, I'll tell you what it does say is Trent Barrett as fucking... As said thousands of times on this show, he's a fucking terrible coach. Like whatever the whatever the quality level of play that that Flano Junior is is producing, his management of the mm. fucking player and Poor. the situation and the whole and the, the and the, <coughs> and the dropping or selecting or whatever is just yeah. fucking atrocious. I I never thought I'd yeah. find myself in a situation or or a parallel universe where I would agree with anything Paul Kent says, but. Um, he came out and said, you know, that the issues that the Bulldogs um, have nothing to do with the way Flanagan's playing um, and that they've got way bigger problems than anything he's doing on the, on the field, which I feel is fairly honest and, and to the point. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's yeah. a young he's a young player. He's, he's played a bit of first grade and he's had some raps on him, but... What are you hoping to get out of that kid now, and and how long does it take him to turn that around mentally, to be catapulted under a bus like that boys coach? Yeah, like I like this the, the the lack of the lack of finesse that Trent has in fucking player management and just mm. that just that general you know mentorship that coaches provide. He's he like he's At- fucking ruined this. He's, he's fucking ruined him. And like I don't, I'm not saying his ceiling was going to be you know mm. Andrew Johns. But whatever his ceiling yeah. was, is has yeah. been lowered significantly as a by relatively the with. recent player himself, Barrett. You would think 
he would have mm-hmm. an understanding as to how to manage that in in the player's best, you know, in a, in a young player's best interest. So, A, the message gets across. You don't ruin the kid mentally for a period of time to be determined. Um, you know, I guess... Look, I mean, Trent Barrett should fucking know better because he is the fucking player that everybody in the history of rugby league looks at when you think of yeah. mistreatment slapped for in a the fucking face coach. On the I mean, he literally got slapped in his face on well, the sideline by his Trent, fucking coach. Trent also, for the vast majority of his career, was fortunate enough to be in a situation you know, similar to what Flojo was in um, at the Roosters. Yeah. where the other players around him probably took up a fair bit of the coach's attention and yeah. were probably held far more responsible than he was for a lot of that team's ups and downs. Mm. You know, you I get the, the the distinct impression that being the the sexy good bloke got him through a lot of shit that maybe he should mm. have had come down on him, but the, the part here that I don't like as well is, you know, Nathan, you're, you're talking that the media had this angle and then they're going back and now they're on Trent's side as if people actually believe things and write what they believe or write from some sort of sort of point. I could respect that, even if I don't agree with their point. Mm. If they have an opinion and they can put some facts behind it, then then I'll, I'll, I'll respect that position. Again, even if I don't agree with it, respect that you got to it. And I'm more interested with, again, how you think instead of what you think. Yeah. But the reality is, it's a fucking outrage piece. Mm-hmm. And it's emotion porn. And they're using yes. that poor fucking young kid crying yep. to get clicks. Yeah, and, and, to, and to fire shots at, you know, whatever agendas that they may hold. Exactly. Internally. Exactly. So, and yes, you're right. He should really never have been put in that situation. Although there is that school of thought that says, as a professional sports person, if you play in you know well enough that you get hooked, you know, and you happen to be the son of a, a premiership winning coach, then it, it may come up, you know, what was your dad's advice or, or what did you do after this? Yeah, but at the same time, they don't throw 17 players up for media on a Tuesday either. 100% they don't. It's a selection. So you think, you know, maybe maybe this week, and especially you're the coach knowing that you're not going to select this kid later in the yeah, afternoon. that's it. Maybe So maybe you go, well, you know, maybe it's not Kyle's Read turn the in front of the media or, today. Or is it is it the thing of they just didn't think, which to me is almost well, worse. Again, it goes back to what we were talking about last week with the green M&Ms. If, yeah, if well, they you put know, four maybe, players yeah. out there as potential media opportunities, and one of them is the son of a former coach who happened to get hooked last week, yeah, and no one picked that up. Well, that works actually really well because I mean that does tie straight back into the narrative that Trent's a fucking terrible coach. That's it. Or so, the Bulldogs are a terrible club because it probably wouldn't be Trent yeah. deciding who goes for media. Yeah, and and you can you contrast that with the story that came out uh, today with Jason Saab. 
where he was sort of talking about how he's fucking terrible and he was like, you know, he, he's, he's really bad for, you know, for like head head noise and, you know, he'll just be, he's thinking, fucking, you know, am I even up to playing first grade, blah, 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 and he'll just start and he, dwell, you know, he dwells on shit and he knows it's a problem that, and, you know, and so Desi sort of sat him down and, and giving him a frank conversation like, you know, you're going to be a first grader or, you know, and, and he sat him down one-on-one, had the conversation with him, fucking turned him around. Now he's fucking killing it, scored his first career hat trick getting better, you know, he you know, highlighted the things he wanted him to do more, which were basically put your body on the line. Yeah, you know, and so and then so then, then that culminates in like, you know, the game saving tackle with you know on, on Mamalo at the end of the game last week and things like that. And so it's an example of good management. And we've heard we've heard, you know, examples over the years of like what Wayne Bennett's done for players. You know, um, and the sort of leadership and, yeah. and, and you know that, that he shows with the, and you know, with those players, I'm sure Bellamy does the same. I mean, he well, tends to probably you know veer more towards violence, yeah. but um, but again, it's, it's <laughs> not hard to see that that there are coaches who you know players would follow them for anything. Yeah, you know what is it? What do I need? Fifty percent pay pay cut? I'm there. Yep, happy to do it. Yep. Hmm. So, oh well. So, any other stories you want to talk about, fellas? Mm. Nothing's official yet. Again, it's Magic Round dominated most of the news. Um, the only other story that came out of that was I'm glad the NRL stood up to Parramatta for being dumb cunts. Yeah. Um, Especially when every other club did did toe the line. Yeah, that's it. And uh, So the, the story was that the, the clubs were told that coming into Magic Round, there would be strict protocols around who was allowed and who wasn't allowed into play uh, and that they should hold back fringe first graders to ensure they had full teams to submit for Magic Round because there would mm-hmm. be no exceptions to allow players to come in. Yep. Um, Parramatta completely fucking ignored all of those warnings and played all of their fringe first graders or, or ready replacement first graders in other grades mm-hmm. and now they're fucked with injuries. And what was it? They could only, they were only going to have a team it's of 16. and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, they asked for special consideration by the NRL. The NRL told them to go get fucked. Yeah. So. I, I thought for sure that the NRL would just be like, you know, okay. And just totally cave. But uh, yeah, much to my much to my delight and surprise, they uh, did not. It was funny. I heard um, the, the comment on it was, the official comment from the NRL was that they have an obligation to keep the, to keep the competition ticking without yep. missing rounds. Yep. So what they're worried about is if something fucks up with Rona, as unlikely as that is, but that's the reason there's all these extra protocols and the players can't come. If something yep. happens and three teams end up riddled with Rona, they, there goes a whole round, essentially. Yep. So, good on the NRL. Uh, long long just, live for Landis. Yeah, and then in a... And then in a Alternative view of Volandis. I saw it. I just just reading this just before we got on the on the line tonight, and he said something about you know uh, investing in Queensland to to stem the the tide of uh, you know AFL influence on the state, and he said something like five Queensland teams in the competition by twenty twenty seven. Jesus fucking or something Christ. of that nature. Yeah, so he's put that one out there into the universe now, and uh, he'll give people give people the chance to get outraged about it and everything. How good! And uh, 
Yeah, and I guess they can start thinking. Do about you think it he's now just a master marketer? Fuck yeah! Like he, like surely that can't be a thing. Like that's just throwing a grenade. No, I think he just. Tr- yeah, he treats he throws grenades. He treats social media. What happens? Like a free, so, like a free mm. um, focus group. Yeah. So that's all he does. He puts the shit out there and says, "Oh, we're thinking about maybe doing this." And everyone goes, "Rubble, rubble, 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 rubble." It's like, okay, good or bad? And like, oh, pretty good. Okay, cool. We're gonna do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Not the worst strategy. Previews. It's time finally after uh, after much lead up, after much speculation, after much. Intense fucking dread every time a case of the Rona popped up somewhere, but we've uh, we've made it. We've got a uh, magic round. It's happening this weekend. Oh. And, uh, no Thursday what a way to obviously. kick it off! Yeah. Well, look, you can look at it in two ways. It could be it could set your weekend up, or it could be. Oh, fuck! I'm glad that's over. Now I'll go on and enjoy the rest of the round. Either way, I feel like it's a win for you. <laughs> right. And same, it's the same story. I mean, it's the same story for my game, and it's the same story for Jay's game. I mean, like Jay's game is the last game, so it's like he can enjoy the whole thing. Whatever happens in his game doesn't matter because he's already enjoyed the whole weekend, and it's just a lot, you know, the last little part. Plus, yeah. is this your plus my team's Penrith? So, <laughs> is this your, you know, whatever the phrase is, stick a candle up your ass rather than shutting your eyes or something like that? Um, oh, I feel like I should throw. Yeah, I feel like I should throw you some. Yeah, a bit, a bit of positive, a bit of positive vibes. Yeah, you do it. You've done it tough this year, mate. A dozen years, a dozen years I've known you, Nathan, and today's the day you throw some positivity at me. <laughs> well, what man. a time like, to be you've got alive! A, you've got who, a, says a, you've, who says that? You've dozen literally got us talking about time. <laughs> Honestly, who the fuck? Like, do 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 you like get up at six a.m. and you know go it's go to the gym or whatever o'clock. you do and. Yeah, say to your family, "Well, I'll see you all in a dozen hours for dinner." <laughs> why? Why am I talking? Why am I talking like that? I'd, I'd just say twelve. It's less syllables. <laughs> Fuck me. Keep talking. Keep talking this shit because it's prolonging the the inevitable of me having to talk about the Tigers' selections. So, please, into me. Give it to me. The West Run Tigers <laughs> take on the Newcastle Knights at Suncorp Stadium. The Tigers have some changes from the last round. No, Dewey, who I thought was a, a fairly a fairly controlling half, and he was kind of stamping himself certainly as the dominant half in the side. Please he's read been out the, the starting Baker's doesn't. Yeah, he's been <laughs> <laughs> he's been moved to the, he's been moved to the center. Uh, Moses Zumbai becomes the five eighth, and uh, Little comes in at half. <laughs> Little, oh, wait. little does not come in at half. Oh, no. <laughs> no, he comes in at hooker. Um, for Fuck, you have me excited. Your boy, for your boy Simkin, yeah. who is uh, who is out in the 19, and uh, and Utoikimanu also shelved. Uh, so Bloor and Madden come onto the bench, and Talal replaces Sini in the back. So Sini's gone too. Yeah. Second game syndrome killed him. <laughs> let, and, me, uh, let me get your thoughts, in all honesty. On first of all, I'll start with Sini. Clearly mm-hmm. had a shocker last week. 
would you drop him or would you would you show some faith and let him try and turn it around? Fuck though, keep him on. Yeah, yeah. Keep that, him that, on that, and give him the I'm... simplest the simplest fucking assignments you possibly can. Exactly. You know? Just set him nice little goals in terms of carting the ball and and catching safety. It. And catching it. Yeah. Yeah, the only problem is that they, they were the two areas the where he was held, held <laughs> extremely deficient. And, <laughs> and, and secondly, uh, Simkin, and, and I, I know I'm a fan and I've been looking forward to him playing first grade, and it's not to say I'm not a little fan, but he's played a couple of first grade games. He's missed, he's missed a few tackles as young blokes when they first come into first grade, especially trying to defend in the middle, it's going to happen. Robbie Farrow made an entire career out of missing tackles in the middle of the field and played origin poorly, but he did it. Um, he did get 60 other ones that he did make, though, usually. Hey, you need, this really is an episode of Scooby-Doo. Jesus <laughs> that was my argument Christ. for how long? I'm not going to hear you That was my argument for how long? And you were like, yeah, I'm not going to hear you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hear you fucking rewrite history. Robbie Farah was an absolutely terrible fucking player and an even worse person. However, one thing that he did Jesus. religiously, no matter what the level, was made fucking tackles. Now, when I have a hooker at the state level, do I want more out of him? Because yeah, of course he's kicking fucking balls into touch when there's no time left to set for a field goal, and he's fucking giving poor service, which puts you behind on the scoreboard in the first place. Sure, he's doing all that. However. One thing he does do, he's, he makes tackles. All right, so you're dropping Simkin, but you're keeping Sini. Is that that's that would be your? What job? the fuck's going on here? Is this no, one I'm of those- not keeping. I'm not keeping Sini. Fuck him. If you had if you had fucking Kapoa coming back in on the wing, <laughs> then yeah, I'd keep Sini. But Talau was like because Kapoa was fucking worse. But but Tommy Talau coming back in, no, I'll keep him. I'll take him over Sini. Mm. He's he. I mean, is he great? No, of course he's not. Is he safer? Fuck. Uh, yes, yes, he is very much so safer. Yeah. So the, and like, it's not like Sini was fucking a tackle busting attacking machine either. I mean, do we need to talk was, this much to say Newcastle thirteen plus? It was all it was all, it was all fucking happy days for Sini scoring a try in front of his boys. But I mean, you know, the media just loves that shit, mate. Last time we played Newcastle, uh, it was at their fucking paddle pop stick fortress, and uh, we huffed and we puffed and we blew their fucking house down and. Um, I don't see any reason, especially when this is all just a ruse. This is all just a ruse from Madge. It's it's pure genius, coaching genius, as we've come to expect from him. We all know that shortly before kickoff, Luke Brooks is going to be injured, probably in the warm-up, actually. And uh, young Jock Magden will make his debut starting half. Uh, Moses will go into the centres, do it 5-8 where he belongs. Crushing defeat for uh, Newcastle. The night side, yeah. I mean, it's good thing, though. Yeah, there's no change from last week, so it's good that we didn't have to actually fucking talk about them at all. <laughs> um, look, they had a they 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 had a, a good second half over a team that's fucking shitting the bed in second halves. I think this is a winnable game for the Tigers. I think I think the Tigers can shock the world and set you up for a nice weekend, Glennie. I'm looking forward to it. Not really. So, what's your official? West Tigers can't win this game. Is that what you're saying? Definitely not. Wow. Tigers twenty four. Tigers man. by twenty four. Right. Jesus fucking Christ. Newcastle by how many? Jay. Thirteen plus. Fuck 13 you. Plus, right. Yeah. 
Look, I think it'll be a closer game. I don't rate either of these teams. It'll be a fucking cripple fight. Um, the Mighty Manly Seagulls uh, take on after, the Bronx. After Kalen Ponga had his photo opportunity with fucking Frankenkid or whatever, that crying mess of a thing. Kyle, Kyle Flanagan. Makeup that had been put on by a shotgun. What the fuck are they doing to their daughters in Newcastle? You fucking see that photo? I saw I saw the photo. I mean, the child was clearly upset. I mean, and like I, to be honest, like I, I just you know, in in the interest of trying to light the candle and everything, I'm like I put myself in her position. And I thought if fucking if someone's getting Callum Pong and take a picture with me, I'd probably be fucking miserable too. So, you know, it's fair enough. Put your makeup on with a shotgun. <laughs> fucking brilliant. <laughs> oh, don't tell. Sometimes it's good to have fucking. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to have that oblivious fucking thumb sitting there <laughs> to listen to us. It's all new to someone. Yeah, fucking um, oath it is. Now, I love she, it. May, may, maybe she'll grow up and make a career on social media out of defending sex offenders. <laughs> <laughs> the Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Brisbane Broncos. The late game on Friday. Uh, Manly, uh, welcome back, Marty Tapao. Uh, Kepi to the bench and uh, Sadler out of the 17. I would hope to see Sadler back into the 17. He spent Moses Suli, who I don't even think they really fucking used last week, did they? Um, but, you know, this resistance training that Desi's, you know, bent on with, you know, why win games with 17 when you can win it with 16? You know, he's a super coach. Uh, the Broncos side. Okay, so Pat Carrigan, their captain, uh, is out for the season, did his ACL. Uh, Flegler comes That's in to replace rough. him. Yeah. yeah. What? I mean, like, yeah, they'd be wishing it'd be someone like, a, you know, I don't know, Corey Oates or Milford or something like that, right? But um, it's actually a guy that fucking puts in, you know. Um, so he's gone anyway. So Flegler replaces him at lock. Uh, Asiata replaces Flegler on the bench and uh, Jake Turpin becomes the new captain. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who is there like a... How the fuck? One of those... I forgot, I forgot Asiata went to the Broncos because, I mean, he was... Like, I mean, probably more so during, you know, when he was with uh, JT as in the, yeah. the Jonathan, J- you know. But, like, he was fucking great. And, and like, he did some great shit. I mean, he's come down here. And it was much more just... than the novelty of a big man that can ball play. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what I would like that. to know is... The Kevolution, how... the Kevolution does not welcome that. <laughs> how the fuck did the Broncos' captaincy become... On, on the same value stage as the free fucking cheeseburger vouchers that are handed out. <laughs> Step right up, sixes. kids. We're spinning Kevy's big wheel of fun for the captaincy <laughs> this week. It's you, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Jake Turpin, um, captain of the Brisbane yeah, Broncos. Yeah, when you, when, you, when you look at it, though, like, I, I get it. It is fucked. But... It's another candle up there. <laughs> Yeah, when you when you look at it, like you got to look at that lineup though, and you go, they don't want they they're, they're shopping Matthew Lodge, so they're not giving it to him. Oh, you oh, you would think someone like you know Payne, Payne Haas, Haas or you is, know Tavita or someone would be in line to be captain. Did you, yeah. did, did you actually accidentally get your dick stuck in the fucking Defendertron three thousand or something? <laughs> what are you? What are you fucking? You can understand it. Oh, you can understand Look, it if you're the. No, Jesus, that's why we're laughing at it it's because we can't of... understand it. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm just being. I'm just being. The, I'm just trying to bring some balance to the fucking. I see you making a you know, note. Do, I mean, 
I mean, this show's number. This, this this show's number. This show's number no, number one for a reason. And I mean, it's the it's the it's the fucking balanced perspectives that we provide to rugby league fans week in week out. Hold up your and, note uh, that says Defendatron three thousand. Hold it up, bitch. That's exactly, that's, that's exactly what it says. <laughs> that's exactly what that's exactly what it says, man. Um, and no, I'm not talking about Nathan Cleary. How good. <laughs> Um, so yeah, look, I'm much happier about this game now that uh, Marty DePower returns up front. The only chance the Broncos have to do any damage in this game is through through you know what is a very good you know hooker aside is a very good forward pack, um, and like the the shining light and only fucking shining light that they actually have. Um, but watching the Cowboys come back against uh, against the Broncos last week, particularly that fucking corridor that Anthony Milford provides. Is the same corridor that Tommy Turbo made about fucking five line breaks through last week on the Warriors side. So they can just, if they just keep running that exact same play every time they've got the ball, I can see Turbo to Saab to Harper happening fucking like a nightmare on loop. Mm. Um, so yeah, mainly 30 plus and hopefully fucking, hopefully like more like 30 plus. Just let's just get this fucking party started right. I think this one's got the potential to be one of the closest games of the round. Hot take. Mm. Yeah. Eh, you mean sticky, we'll you, mean, you, mean, you you got your fucking dick stuck in the fucking <laughs> <laughs> in the fucking hot bake takeatron, <laughs> which is which is which I think it was on special on Wednesday in the fucking junk aisle at Aldi. <laughs> Sorry. You mean the fucking middle aisle paradise? <laughs> hey, look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fucking hate on it for real. I mean, like, I, I, I bought, I bought my my mum a fucking record player there just last, just last week, and was as part of her fucking Mother's Day gift. She fucking loved it. Nice. How good. She's got fucking hundreds of albums, but you know, it's been years since she's had an actual turntable because you know the one died and fucking just never been replaced since. So, <laughs> you know, so yeah, she was very happy, what? and so uh, thank you, Aldi, for your, for your. Um, Good warranty, dubious quality items in the middle <laughs> shelf. <laughs> Fantastic. In the middle ticket to paradise. The Doggies take on the Raiders. Um, 3 p.m. game on Saturday at Sunny Corp Stadium um, as Magic Round continues. The ground at this stage, still firm underfoot, I would I would suspect. Still. Yeah, on Saturday. Uh, you got to remember, though, the last Magic Round, that, that ground fucking held up. Mm. Like, we were talking not about it. Not on Sunday, it didn't. Oh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't as bad as we thought it'd be. It was pretty fuck. It was pretty fucking bad though. Yeah. But I mean, like, like not surprisingly. Like, I mean, you're playing eight games of fucking football, and I yeah, mean, that's it. and and there was a the rugby final was on last weekend as well. So I mean, like, you know, it's it, this is the biggest challenge a ground crew has at a rugby mm. league stadium. You know, you know, engineering eight first grade games in a weekend. How many people hit so, the fence if they played Magic Ground at Campbelltown? Oh, plenty. I'll tell you what. One. A lot, but not Still enough to satisfy me. Because I tell you, because it's a fucking drug. Like getting, watching, watching an offer into the defense, into the defense is fucking yeah. just Also, as much as I'm loathe to give him any credit, that uh, mm. meme that uh, Fat Harry Lazy put up where I was an offer, Jay was for feet of shoulder, and you were the fence. That's fucking brilliant. 
brilliant. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like about that was he, 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 if he had a cropped it 10% more on my side, you would have seen the fucking raw pizza <laughs> on the table. <laughs> and then and then it hammers could have been Tigers fans. <laughs> yes, his yeah, raw pizza is Tigers premiership hopes. <laughs> So the doggy side, okay, so they got some changes. Obviously, as we mentioned earlier, Kyle Flanagan is out of the 17. So Avarillo comes into halfback. Wakeham joins him in 5'8". Uh, Corey Allen is out. Uh, Meany goes into the centers for him. And uh, Tui Katoa returns to the wing. Napa returns at prop with Avisiam and Fomai dropping to the bench. Atoni starts at lock. Waddell benched. And uh, there's some other movement around on there with uh, Ofiki Ogden comes into the, tw- into the 21. So he must be getting... Uh, Maybe close to getting a run. Mm. The Raiders side. Okay, so Rapana, Sutton, and Tarpane all out. Valamai replaces uh, Rapana on the wing. Young starts for Sutton at lock. Hodgson returns on the bench, as do uh, Dynamis, Louis, and James. Um, Havili drops to reserves. Mm. So. That's shitty. It's exactly what the Raiders need. They needed a fucking easy beat to beat up on and get some confidence back. Mm-hmm. But how much does it fucking suck for them that they've got to do it with the set, you know, close to half their team out? Yeah, but I mean, like, like the the, the Aikens is never going to be a, a nickel Klook star. No, but he's, he's not. you know, but he's he's serviceable. Yeah, Simon, Simonson, great. Sebastian Krish has been great. Curtis Scott's been better this year than he has been yep. in, in, in his time at the Storm, uh, at, yep. the, at the Raiders. Yep, Valemi was great when he first when he got his shot. Last season, then you got Whiten and George Williams. There's, they've got no excuses. Then you look at the pack, and the pack is all full of guys that play a ton of first grade for yeah, them that's last it. year. Yeah, oh, so, they, so they should beat the dogs easily. I'm this just should saying be the game that gets them back into their group in the second half. There's cohesion issues. Yeah, if you add those to this fucking psychological issue that the Raiders have in second halves at the moment. Mm. They'd want a fucking cricket score in the first half. And this is the thing. The doggies, they love a cricket score in the first half. And at any points they get, they do kind of junk them up at the end too. Yeah. And, and they junked them up so much that they, they actually put a fright into the Cowboys a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that's it. And got cl- and got, got very close to, to tying it up before the Cowboys yeah. got away at the end. So <laughs> given that, I mean, look, I expect Canberra to win this game. At one point, I mean, they're, they're, they've come up to the fork in the road now where they fucking implode properly. And there's, you know, people start really, really putting some pressure on Ricky and, uh, you know, his his future tenure at the club. Or they just beat these guys and just make the noise go away for a little mm. while. Yeah, that's it. But, and, I th- I, and I just think the dogs aren't any good and they got a shit coach. So yep. Interesting. It's going to be an awkward exchange between Kyle Flanagan and Trent Barrett when Flanagan's sitting on the sideline watching the game with a Raiders hat on. But uh, I think the Raiders will fucking. This is. I, I agree with what you say about it being a fork in the road, but I, I think they'll they'll make an example of of the Bulldogs, and and it'll, it'll be a step in the right direction. I don't know if it gets them fully back on track, but it's um, you know, some some confidence, and and we'll see if they can roll from there. Yeah, yeah honestly, so. I just think I think wins a win just fucking solves so many things, you know. It yeah, just pushes so many problems into the background and, you know, just cuts the noise but out a But a loss, holy fuck. <laughs> I lost yeah. to the dogs. Well, you know, you got fucking Trent Barrett crying <laughs> on the sideline because it's the best win he's ever been associated with and, my God. Okay, Sharkies, take on the Rabbits. 5.30 game on the Saturday for Magic Round. Uh, the Sharky side, what do we got here? 
Dugan replaces the injured Jesse Ramian in the centers. Andrew Fafita returns on the bench, there displacing Billy Magulius. So that is the first time we've seen Fafita in first grade this year, right? Mm. Yes. Interested to see the sort of shape he's in because, I mean, I saw some of those... Uh, some of the pictures of him playing uh, in the lower grades and he looked like he'd had a fucking George Rose of an off-season. Mm. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, now he's got his chance and yeah, and the Rabbitohs. Okay, so they've got some changes. Adam Reynolds is back, giving himself an opportunity to get injured again. Um, <laughs> Benji moves to 5'8". <laughs> and Hawkins out of 17. Okay, so Stephen Masters out of 17. Gay Guy moves to centre. Tane Mill named on the wing. Jai Arrow benched. Liam Knight starts at lock. And uh, Hamasele on the bench ahead of Patrick Mungo. So, look, I think, like, the Sharks are a team in tank mode at the moment and not competing particularly well. Um, the Rabbitohs copped an absolute fucking destruction last week. Yeah. While they don't have some of their critical guys back, like Cam Murray, who I think they really missed, mm-hmm. I think just Reynolds' presence there alone will steady things down yes. somewhat. And they're playing the they're playing the Sharks, who aren't necessarily going to throw on a shit ton of offense. Mm. So, I think Bennett turns them around and. Um- South will win this one easily. Yep, I'm with you both on that. All right. The Roosters take on the Cowboys, Saturday night game. The uh, changes for the Roosters side. Okay, so uh, fucking where are we? Lachlan Lamb returns at six with uh, Hutchinson out of the side due to his rib issue, in quotes. Uh, Tupanua returns in the back row. Butcher drops to the bench, and um, Tapua drops out of the 17. Suwali's so still sitting there in 21, waiting for his chance. And I tell you what, his 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 arrival is almost fucking inevitable mm. at this point now. I mean, like, I thought I'm actually I'm I'm actually surprised that he hasn't been given a run already, just given the sheer depth of injury sustained by the by the Roosters. Um, with Sam Walker there, Lachlan Lamb. I mean, like he's he's been there and done it in first yep. grade as well. I thought that yeah, we were sort of giving them their last last rights on the weekend episode, but. You know, I think, you know, I'm not necessarily sure that's the case. Look, the, those Bradley's system the teams, again. They're, they're going to to be competitive. Yeah. They're not going to have that definite edge that the Roosters had when they're at full strength. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that they're not going to go out there and be capable of beating any team on their day. Yep. And they are playing the Cowboys, who, you know, despite the you know, relatively lowly, lowly position, I mean, they're one of, you know, just in this, in wins and losses over the last couple of weeks, I mean, they're one of the more successful teams going around. Yeah, that's um, it. <clears throat> so, yeah, have they taken a Roosters-esque scalp? No. And, I mean, that Raiders game is looking, that Raiders win's looking a lot worse in hindsight. Yeah. Now we've seen what the Raiders have been offering up. But I think I'm... Look, I'm going to go with the Roosters. Yeah, so am I. I know Glenn's been dying to fucking death ride them and 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 tip against them. Is this the week? You look at you look at the Roosters. So I've got to be. I've got to admit, I'm hesitant to tip against them. <laughs> I was certain I was going to tip yeah. against them this week, but then I'm like, actually, yeah. no. They've still got they've, they've still got enough guys in there. I think. No, yeah. I, I think it'll be 
a close-ish game, but uh, I think the Roosters will win. All right, I'm moving on. The Warriors take on the Eels first game on Sunday at Suncorp uh, as a magic round turns into a goat track. The Warriors side. Okay, so Murdoch Masilla returns with Bailey Sirenen dropping to the reserves. Aitken remains in the reserves, so he's getting close to injury return. Uh, the Eels side. Okay, so Dylan Brown and uh, Murata Nukure are suspended. So given the... Uh, biosecurity protocols I believe is this is confirmed or is it actually still subject to the NRL but uh, yeah Jacob Arthur Brad Arthur's son has been named at 5'8 to make his debut uh, Ray Stone Joey Lussick and Jordan Rankin are all subject to the same bios, biosecurity protocol concerns uh, yep. Wanga Blake's in the centres replacing Ukore and Stone's on the bench replacing Hayes Dunster who drops the reserves so if you're going to make your debut in a successful side, then the Warriors aren't the worst team to come up against first up. Yeah, that's it. They're not necessarily going to provide a great baptism of fire for a young half, I don't think. Although, I don't think they're coached well enough. I think there's a few forwards there that he's not going to be super keen to defend consistently against, but... Um... Well, that's the thing. I mean, he's got a, you know, he's he's got some guys in that side that should be able to fucking you know cover Protect him, him yeah. bodyguard yeah. him a little bit. Yeah, he he does, and this will be interesting to see. I'm more curious to see how the Warriors play this one. In terms of, do they then adjust their game plan to to realistically follow, focus on on controlling the ball and just running it at the 18 year old all fucking night? Yeah, to try and, and create that something. Be. Yeah. Um, yeah, still, I, I think Parramatta are just a little bit too crisp in their execution at the moment to be troubled too much by this Warriors side, mm. uh, even though the Warriors have plenty of points in them and some of the most amazing and athletic finishes that I, th- I think we've ever seen, at yeah. least in our lifetimes. Um, I, I don't think it'll be enough to get over that that Eels team, who at the moment are playing on belief, you know, mm-hmm. and, and guys like RCG back to how they were beginning of last season when they were in almost career best form um, to to get Parramatta to where they were by this point of the season. Of course, it'll all fall off and they'll be lucky to make the eight, but at the moment, they got enough in them to beat the Warriors. Yeah, agree. Para yeah, 13 I, I plus. I win fairly easy. Okay, Storm take on the Dragons. Storm side. Okay, so Brandon Smith suspended. Harry Grant and Cameron Munster both injured. All three are out. Riley Jacks will uh, pair with Jerome Hughes for the halves. Kenny Bromwich moves from second row to hooker. And uh, Kamakamika goes to second row. Finucane starts at the lock. And we have uh, Smoothie and Eisenhuth join the interchange. Look, what do you make of Kenny Bromwich at hooker? I think it would be as funny as him trying to be a real hooker. <laughs> do you think he will have he will it's it's crazy thinking this in this uh this day and age that we go you look at that back line like obviously fox is amazing yep and olam is very improved but then you've got canterbury reject Remus smith and you have multiple jet re- reject george jennings yep and nico hines at fullback's great i thought yeah so Pappy's in the 19 and i and i thought that i heard that he's pretty much just got to pass a fitness test 
yeah. he's in. Which means Nick, so, Nico Hines yeah. will go to hooker, yeah? I don't know if he is. I don't think he'd stow. He, like Puppy does that thing where he runs from hooker a fucking lot, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they. I don't know if they're going to make Nico Hines like. A, and here's the thing: if you've got for a whole game, if you've got essentially your number one attacking linchpin or attacking weapon coming back from an injury that thankfully wasn't terrible, do you put him on a field that's had six games of footy played before it? In his first game back, yeah, if, if you're yeah. Bellamy, um, fuck, that's going to be a massive like. You're going to be called a prophet if anything happens. <laughs> if he steps steps in on the fucking potato track and turns turns yeah. an ankle or a knee, and and look, fucking touch wood because I hate to see players go down mm. with long injuries. It yeah. fucking soul destroying, but. You know, I'm, I'm not sure that that a Bromwich at hooker is the big deal that everyone seems to think it is. Because, again, it's a Melbourne system. You know that he'll go in there and the service obviously won't be as good as Cameron Smith or, or Harry Grant. And you won't get that crafty hooker play where they can, you know, really pick apart defences and calculate numbers quickly. But he'll... he'll he will give accurate service to where it's supposed to go over and over and over and over. It's massive responsibility on Jerome Hughes to start managing. Like he's got to manage their entire game. I think it's. I and think he's up to it. Been, I think it's yeah. Yeah. good stage of his development. Um, we've spoken, and Jay spoken at length as to just how improved he's been over the last season and a bit. Um, and this, these types of games are where guys like that can take those extra few steps with that added responsibility without, you know, those handful of superstars inside. Yeah. And look, I'll, I'll be fascinated to see how he goes. Essentially, you view this as, you know, if you're teaching your kid to drive, you start off in the, the Woolies car park at 10.30 at night when there's no one around. Um, it's, it's exactly the same as driving on the streets. It's the same mechanisms. The car behaves the same way. Mm-hmm but no one's watching. Yeah. I think one thing that's allowed Jerome Hughes to flourish is that he can go through the motions understanding that he's not the focus point of that team in any way, shape, or form. And this week he is. Mm. That's going to be very interesting. Melbourne, I think, will be good enough for this one. Yeah. Um, I I think it'll be a tough game. for the Dragons this week too. Sorry, mate. I think it'll be, yeah, I think it'll be closer than than we'd we'd think, but, Mm. you know, with the dragons too, you just don't you don't know what who's going to turn up week in week out too. That's yeah. it. Final game: Titans take on the Panthers, uh, six twenty-five p.m. on the Sunday. No changes to the seventeen, but I think Fafita is uh, out for two weeks. Who? Is it two weeks? Yeah. Two weeks from yeah. You, so you oh, you haven't heard his thing. He's asked for a pronunciation clarification as well. Okay. Um, it's actually pronounced for coward. <laughs> <laughs> so I was so fucking shit scared of James Fisher Harris that he got himself suspended for two matches and forwent the probably 12 tries he probably would have scored against the Dogs defence next week <laughs> just to avoid having to be on the same field as Fisher Harris so he, he's earned that new pronunciation of his name 
Okay, so Kurt Capewell's out of the Panthers' side after failing HIA. Liam Martin's in the second row. Hopgood debuts on the bench. Momorowski is uh, available, but he remains in 18. So it's just listed as a reserve. Yep. And, uh, yeah, look, I mean, like Penrith are going to win this by fucking how much? Yep. Uh, the only possible thing is, you know, the Gold Coast Titans presumably are better at running on the beach, so if the, if the ground's chopped up too much, <laughs> maybe they'll have sure footing. But... <laughs> That's literally the miracle that can save them, and I don't think it's going to happen. Finally, we had someone that used to be a beach sprinter. That's Oof. it. That's yeah. it. Penrith 13 plus. Oh, Penrith 30 plus. Righto, boys, it is time to hit the mailbag, and uh, I, I put the call for, for the mailbag up pretty late, and um, there was a, a ton a fucking submission so let me just quickly scan through some of these and we'll just uh work through okay well, well cameron cameron first up says will signing reynolds turn anything around at the broncos or will i forever be cucked by them yes i think he, i think he does make a difference does he turn them yeah. into immediate finals team you know maybe not but like their forwards are pretty like you know i'm not sold on turpin at hooker but their forward pack is fucking great otherwise and if you've got yeah. like a game managing half, like instead of the absolute rabble that they stick there at the minute, I mean, he's got a great long kicking game. Like, here's the thing: he's obviously look, an upgrade on any half they've had over the last couple of years. Look at how the Broncos played against Penrith. Yeah, when they were up here a few weeks ago, um, and the caveat here is that that was probably Penrith's worst game of the season in terms mm-hmm. of being locked in and, and present in that game. But when the Broncos put a bit of pressure on, when they controlled how multiple sets of six in a row in, in defense yep. for them ended, and where they started their opposition on the field, they put points on exceedingly easily. Hmm. So, yes, I, I think Reynolds makes a massive difference to that team. Um, you better fucking hope your strength and conditioning staff are top notch. That's all. Yep. Well, you've got a lot of band aids. We, is that right? Is that right, Glenn? I said, "Oh, you've got a lot of band aids." I, I heard we've got a oh, lot of band aids. Oh, you fucking did! That is nothing. Which like he probably what I said. would know because aren't Tigers players required to provide their own strapping and band aids and stuff like that? I it wouldn't surprise me if they were, but I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Right, um, battlers, mate, battlers. Stuart says, I'm still a fan of the Benji Marshall 16-year thing, and I would like to believe they're just down on troops and have a reason to tear the statistic up. This is the, you know, the 50 points conceded, can't win, blah, yep. blah, blah. Mm. So makes me wonder, what's the highest score posted against the eventual Premier? I recall the Cowboys putting 44 on the Tigers in 05, and a look through that season really shows they were the team that would just outscore you and had big numbers in both for and against columns that year. I feel in the current landscape, 50 points against certainly doesn't rule a line through good teams. I'd still rather have my money on Souths than some teams that haven't had 50 put on them. Oh, look, it's like everything. I mean, yeah, one day this is going to be broken. It's just the thing at the moment because it yeah. exists. Because it does, yes. Yeah. I mean, superstitions are bullshit. Um, I'm sure you know there are no, there's no one at the entire South organisation that would possibly think that they aren't a legitimate chance. You know, especially the, the guy that ordered the like, t-shirts. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, 
Stephen says, I've got to say that I find hashtag Tigers in decline extremely un- annoying and unwarranted. To be in decline means you have to have been dominant or at very least good in recent times. I mean, we've had one good season in 21 years, 16 years ago. So what exactly are we in decline from? Perhaps something like hashtag still as shitty as ever would be more fitting. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> so here's the thing. You obviously don't know Newton's third law of third law of uh, decliner dynamics, <laughs> where a tiger in decline, once in decline, will forever be in decline. Things can shift and direct that momentum, but it will always be in decline. Decline is relative. So. Um, Tigers are always declining from something. This week, they're declining in the quality of their halves. <laughs> declining in the quality of their of their coach team selections. That's it. But also, but also, literally decline. Given as Dan in the comments rightly pointed out that they were ninth in twenty nineteen, eleventh in twenty twenty, and potentially sixteenth this year. Oof. That's all downward trajectory right there, fella. Come on. You think the Tigers what? are going to get the spoon? It's possible. Someone in the comments said probably. So I don't know if that means they, you know, that's there's some room, there's some wiggle room there. There's more chance of us making the eight than getting the spoon. Come on now. Let's not be ridiculous about it. This is just a show with a reputation. So are you saying there is zero chance you'll get the spoon? (laughs) Is that what you're saying? Because there is zero chance you'll make the eight. Come on now. We haven't even got to the stage where I can trot out mathematical just yet. Oh, still you're, time. you're pretty, math- pretty mathematical at this point. The sums are just a lot harder. I'll, I'll, get, my, I'll get my abacus out. We're good. Right. Um, Hayden says, looking forward to Magic Round this weekend. Apart from your own team, what game are you all looking forward to seeing from a fan's point of view? Me, personally, it would be Bulldogs versus Raiders. Could they pick up another win from the Milkless Raiders, but plenty of decent matchups this weekend? Mm. I'm only really looking forward to my team's game. I like it. Yeah, the same as every weekend. I mean, you know, we do a rugby league podcast, so we watch all the other ones. But mm-hmm. look, there's and there's some there's some interesting scenarios to to think about as yeah, as we just spoke about those other games. Like, yeah, will the storm with the reshuffles? Will they, you know, will they still be able to roll on and get through the dragons? Who can be great and who can be also terrible? Yeah, that's it. That that's what I'm probably looking forward to. I most. mean, that's one that I find interesting. You know, like an interesting. Yeah, you know, the Roosters, same situation. I mean, the Cowboys have been in reasonable form lately. Can the Roosters, yeah, you know, with their patched up guys, can they get the job done? Yep. But will, will the Panthers break their magic round hoodoo? They've never won the magic round ever. There's been one magic round. And they didn't. Weren't they, weren't they leading the Tigers like fucking twenty four nil after? Three minutes? Or was the it tig- the opposite? Tigers no, they, were. they lost. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I remember someone was just fucking scoring tries down that fucking left-hand side nonstop. Yeah. Oh, they were. And then I was still, people are sending me messages and I was like, you know what? I still think we can fuck this up. <laughs> it's a little, <laughs> little insight into the Oof. brain of a Tigers fan. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, Trent said, I hear Bennett has pulled the pin on the open to the public press conferences during Magic Round. If you could ask a question to any NRL coach, what would it be? 
Seabold might have had some tricky ones last year. My question would be, why the fuck did you pick Adam Dewey in the centres? <laughs> Imagine fucking bash you, though. Fuck off. He's got that fucking Sit warrior there on man's drink. He will fucking take you down Explain and yourself to me. For fuck's mm. sake, Michael. I was saying, uh, yeah, over, over here, over here, uh, Trent, 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 uh, yeah, Nate from this week in league. Uh, my question to you, sir, is, um, is, um, with your with your success rate in in coaching, do you think that you're protected by the media and um, it's somewhat insulating you from criticism for your terrible coaching record and results? That's my question to Trent. And then I get thrown out because even though it was a polite and reasonable question, and you probably wouldn't get thrown out because talking like that, you'd probably be mistaken for a relative of DCEs. <laughs> a well-spoken fucking ornament to the game. Thank you, thank you. It's the nicest thing you ever said about me. Um, oh, here we go. This is going to fucking set you off. Ryan says, "Does Origin still feel as relevant as it did in years past?" I don't follow a lot of day-to-day NRL news, but to me, it feels like it's barely been spoken about. Wait till Magic Round start gets out of the way, and then then it'll be yeah. all Origin all the time. And you know what? I fucking love the fact that Origin hasn't been spoken about much yet. Because you know, <laughs> oh, some guy stars in a game in week one, and it's like, fucking, could this guy be an origin bolter? That's it. it. How about we fucking wait a couple of weeks and see how it pans out? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm, I actually, I'm or loving just the, the lack amount of, of articles time. with the word shock in them about something yeah. to do with the selection. Yeah, yeah. Fuck I, off. I reckon Magic Weekend gets pushed out of the way, and then Origin's the next event. Yeah, that's it. And then that becomes the focus, and I'm sure that the, the origin content is going to increase dramatically from yeah. next week. Spot on. Oh. Dan says, hashtag of 2022. Let me just break this one down because he didn't use camel case, which makes it really fucking hard to read multiple word hashtags. Hashtag, fuck the Broncos except Adam Reynolds. He's okay. Yeesh. Yeah, look, I'll, yeah, it's not, it's not going to stick, I don't think. Uh, oh, he also yeah. said, are you going to get Thursday's app out on time or are you going to be too busy preloading for Magic Round Wednesday night? Um, mate, it'll be out on time because uh, I will not be preloading for Magic Round. My first drink will probably happen sometime in the middle of the afternoon yeah. on Friday. I, impl- I intend to get into the city as early as possible, uh, pending child pickup duties and uh, things like that. That's it. What, what you cunts need to be worried about is missing the Sunday afternoon one, which I'll tell you now will probably not be recorded Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> we've probably we've right. already touched on this yet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Danny says, uh, "Would Magic Round work anywhere else but in Queensland? I'd love to see it a bit closer to Sydney or New South Wales, as work, whatever that may be, precludes me from travelling up to Brisbane." What look. is your work being on a list of registered sex offenders? No, no, like, it's, like, it's the actual opposite of that. I'm not going to blow the, blow the man's employment up but yeah um, oh I know I know exactly what he yeah, does yeah um, now it works in any big stadiums of course any any big state it would work it would work in Melbourne it would work in Perth yep. any any big stadium the problem is the, the place that I think it would work least is in Sydney and the reason I say that is because I'd probably have to house it at ANZ and whilst there is uh, you know a precinct of sorts around there. Uh, it's fucking it's really fucking shit. far away from the like 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 Suncorp is right adjacent to the CBD. Yeah, 
Yeah. So you can walk there from the literal city. So you can and you can walk there from South Bank and there's tons of stuff around to Trouble do. is though, in, in Brisbane, there's not fucking tons of stuff around to do. It's Brisbane. Well, I mean, there's like three things to do. It's like you can do the Brisbane stuff. You can do all the Brisbane stuff in walking distance to Suncorp, essentially. Yeah. Sydney, on the other hand, you're gonna go out to fucking Homebush. Yeah, that's it. And and while you know, while yeah, sure, I, I could I could happily go down there to a magic ground, um, you know, and, and you know, stay at the Novotel or something there. And there's pl- pl- plenty of places to drink and you know and all that sort of shit. Mm. But you know, I don't know. I would actually welcome one, you know, in like Melbourne or something like that. Not Adelaide, but Melbourne or Perth. I'd be happy with that. I'd go. It's a great. It sounds like a great idea for a weekend away. That's it. How good? Oh, Chris said, "Is Ricky Stewart's petulant refs faulting negatively affecting his team's mental toughness when the game gets hard?" Fucking earth, it is. Yeah, hundred percent. That's an excellent point. Yeah, I, t- I, I have two minds because. If that, if what he does in the press conferences is what he projects in the in the change rooms, then yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. But I mean, you remember you've got the situations like with uh with Tuvi, like you know, needs to be investigation and Desi fucking you know doing what he used to. Yeah, you know, back in the day, he's pretty calm these days. But what, you know, back in the day when he used to go off at you know the refs and stuff, that's not what he was saying to the players. I mean, he, all he was doing was just insul- you know insulating the playing group from you know yeah, from the media. Off. But I think. It, he seems to be like really like hyper emotional and hard on the sleeve, Ricky. Mm. And so it makes me think that you know he's you know, this is some of that this, that's slipping into his addresses to the team as well. Mm. Yes, correct. He's he's fucking them in the head. That is the answer. And if you have a bad game yep. and contribute to a loss, and somewhere in the back of your your mind or your subconscious you you have a feeling that your coach is just going to blame the ref anyway. I don't know that that then inspires yeah. you to turn that around the next week. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Sean says, uh, not mailbag. I just want to say the two shows a week thing is really, in capitals, working for me. Loving the show this year more than ever. Thank you, sir. Very good. Lovely. Uh, Kyle says, uh, pronunciation of my name was correct. Thank you, Jay. I don't remember what we said. Did we just say Kyle. Yes. Yeah. That's right, man. I got your back. I when I read it, when I read it, I see kill. I'm culturally sensitive. When you read it, you see what? Kill. Kill France. <laughs> Jeez. I, I, see, I see you've taken you've been taking German lessons. <laughs> so um so when you when you read it, that's what you see. Do you not see all the letters? Is that the thing? <laughs> I just look well, at does it. Toowoomba have extra letters that we don't know about that and, cancel out other letters? And chromosomes. That's how they work. That's how Toowoomba well, rolls. Well, I'll tell you what, that's going to that's, that's that's do brave it for using that phrase after a chromy joke. Jesus. <laughs> Damn, homie. Fucking hell, Dr. Mengels. <laughs> On that note, that is full time for episode 398. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us in a multitude of ways, and you can find all of them at uh, thisweekinleague.com forward slash links. We've got our Patreon there. We've got our social media communities, all that good shit. Get around there. And if you'd like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend. 
share our stuff, retweet, all of that good shit. Um, before we close the show, I want to give a shout out to some of our wonderful patrons. And uh, they can be found at uh, patreon.com forward slash Twill Nation. Uh, Kieran, thank you, sir. Peter Gregory is another one. And Mo, thank you guys for your support. We appreciate you and you make everything possible. And hopefully we can uh, see some of you guys at Magic Weekend as many as possible. Just as a last note, our base of operations for Magic Round will be uh, Fritzenberger on Caxton Street. Yep. Now, Fritzenberger yep. itself is on the corner of Caxton Street and Petrie Terrace. The, yep. Where we where we will be is we're we going will to, be if, downstairs. Yep. Now, you can't access downstairs from the, the main, like the, the high level, like the Petrie Terrace level. What you yes, have to you do can. is just go is go down. I don't think you can. No, you got to go down, down the stairs, yes, down can. the side. Yeah, the stairs. You can get there from the top level. Really? Oh, yeah. you got to go out. You got to go and outside, to then down frank, again, To be perfectly frank, if cunts can't figure out how to get to a lower level, yeah, <laughs> don't come. Like, yeah, yeah. Go to, just go to the let, Caxton and drink fucking milk fucking, and mangoes with the other retards. <laughs> let's not fucking Ricky Stewart them here. <laughs> right. We will be at Fritzenberger downstairs. Downstairs in the subterranean part. <laughs> <laughs> with the pool tables um, and the... Get down there. They're, they're, even if, if Nate and I are off watching games, um, and Glenn, who's coming down, uh, there will be twill people around. Get in, put some faces to names. Um, a couple of you guys need to have a beer for real. Uh, yep. So, yep. can't wait. Um, and, and, I mean, just in, in terms of... In terms of us and where we'll be, I mean, I can speak for myself. I'll, I am hoping that I will be in there early-ish, you know, as early as possible as I can before the games on Friday. Uh, I'll be at the ground for, for both of the games, however, and then I'll probably head back up there after the games. Um, Saturday, I may spend the entire time from, you know, sort of three, two, two or three in the afternoon all the way through to the end of the games at that at the venue hanging. So, Correct. And, and then I may I may rock down to the stadium for a game or two, just depending on how my mood takes me. But, um, but yeah, I, I will be very available at the – at, at Fritzenberger on the Saturday and Sunday is my birthday, so I may not be there at fucking all. So, again, on Saturday is probably going to be the best time to catch up with the three of us. Am I right in saying that? That's it. Yeah, Although be... Claire did say that she can't can't make yeah. it then, so I might have to try yeah. and get in and say good day to some of the OGs if anyone's in that boat on the Friday. Yep, uh, we shall see. Cool. Uh, oh, tipping before we before we wrap it up. Tipping, uh, Jimmy Carr is still on number, uh, still on top. What else we got here? Lachlan H in second. Uh, Bega nineteen seventy eight. Fabsy's back in there again. Uh, Doohig chins get the wins. Benny Tippy, Jack WC ninety four, returning champ Andy and Brown Town uh, round out our top ten. So uh, congratulations. Keep up the good work, etc. etc. Get your tips in. And hope to see as many of you as possible at uh, in the city on Caxton Street, Fritzenberger. Fuck yeah. Can't wait. Be there or be a West Tiger supporter. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> see you there, you fuck. See you there, thumb. Later. Bye. <laughs> see ya.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.